0: This is Radical Learning Talks with Sari Gonzalez and Becca Koritz. She turned to me and said, are you having a teaching moment right now? My whole body shivered and cracked up at the same time. Shit, yes, indeed I am. That moment when one feels the urge to shovel knowledge down our kid's throat, where deep inside we don't trust their natural learning process. Yep, guilty. In this episode, we dissect these moments to understand what's really going on and how unhelpful it is in raising liberated humans. do we want to start this? I don't know. Maybe telling the world what happened and how you whipped me back into shape the other day. <laughs> okay. So, so whose perspective
1: is like, is it mine or
0: yours? Who's starting? Oh uh, yeah. So, okay. We're, we are just learning all the damn time. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, the other day we were hanging out with, Sai, my partner Paul, Becca were hanging out in the pool and I don't exactly remember how it
1: came up. Me neither. Sai started talking about something and made a comment
0: I think about time. Yeah he's been super into just this mathematical mindset about like you know how much time is a year ago and he's trying to remember events and figure out how long ago it was and it was one of those moments where... He was talking about like when we opened up Explora and how long ago that was. Or yeah, something like and that. just for the record,
1: Sai is turning eight in a couple of months. Yeah. So that's the age group we're talking about.
0: Yeah. And all of a sudden, I don't know, I just... <laughs> I started I took out my hand and yes you did he's like you know saying yeah and trying to figure out like how many months ago it was and he's in his total like unschooling moment of learning I start yes I so that means it's September October and I start counting my fingers right (laughs) and Becca turns to me and
1: she's like and I'm like are you having a teaching moment right now? <laughs> and you looked at me and you looked like, I don't know, caught with your hand in the... Like red-handed. Yeah,
0: yeah. just like, what? Oh, and then I was like, oh my God, yes, I am. I am totally having a teaching moment right now. I am going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and even Sai was looking at me and then he like, I think he like swam off or something. Yeah, he
1: was not there at
0: all. Yeah, he didn't care how many months and or the fingers names or, or the, the names. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. He was he was counting the months in his mind. Yeah. And I felt it important enough to take out my hand and start pinching every finger for every single month. <laughs> September, October, November. And thank goodness you you caught me in that moment. Well, I mean, I felt I, I... Feel compelled to
1: say that we're not here to shame or blame anyone and we're not here to say that this is the way you have to do it but what I find is that in unschooling we parents we have to deal with a lot of our fears that come up around our kids choosing activities where they're not gonna learn things that we might consider um, important normal for a certain age and I mean I remember when Theo went to school uh, when he was size age he would have to learn the months and the days of the week and, and it was like super important and at the same time I saw that for him the months weren't relevant at all because we live in the tropics and it's basically the same climate all year around so just like talking about winter and summer makes no sense he has never experienced any other season than tropical season
0: yeah, and I mean, just listening to you speak, I'm like, do does it matter at all anyway? I mean, yeah, it matters <laughs> in in the scheme of, you know, if we need to plan ahead for things and stuff like that. But like to an eight-year-old's mind, like knowing the months and counting them on the fingers, it was such a schoolish moment, you know. And, and we share this with you because you know, we always say this all the time, like we're learning here along with everyone listening to this. And as much as we are focused on de-schooling and we're, you know, doing the reading and doing the hard work and trying to unpack all this stuff and shed all these beliefs, like it's so easy to slip back to older versions of ourselves without us even recognizing and knowing it. And so I am so big on like accountability partners and <laughs> friends and having people in your life that can be like are you having a teaching moment right now? And so I wanted to yeah, we wanted to talk about like this teaching moment thing. Like what, yeah, what why do we it? feel yeah, that what is that's it? Why necessary? do we yeah,
1: and what is it? Why do we do it? Like how do kids respond to it? How can we make it stop? And, and why? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Why? And so, like, thinking, looking at this example and thinking back to what was going on for me in my mind, like, clearly, I felt some kind of pressure, right, to to support Sai to, like, have, gain a piece of knowledge that he didn't have. Yeah. Right? Maybe not so consciously but subconsciously because Definitely. I didn't go, go to school and I did know need to know the alphabet by a certain time and the months and the years and all the rivers of all the damn countries that I don't even remember anymore because wow who does and I don't know yeah
1: so so why do we do this well it, it's that thing we suddenly feel compelled to add on a piece of information and it's like we see like this is how it how it came to me like I realized very early on that I wasn't fully trusting that my kid was learning what I thought that he needed to learn and so I would try to insert pieces of information or knowledge in the context that we were in which would then lead me to basically lecture or like you know like give a lecture like give give information and every time I did it Teo would just be like completely, he would zoom out. It was like, this was not what he asked for. This was not what he wanted. Um, And it left me feeling so, so dumb, just like dumb, Mm -hmm. like here here I go again. What is this thing? And I, I realized that it is, it is that thing. We try to make sure that our kids are going to learn these things so that they can navigate society. And in my mind, I'm like, but hello, like whenever Teo is in a context where, the seasons and the months will be important and and relevant for him, then of course he's going to learn it. But it's a little bit like um, with the days of the week. I mean, I'm not going to say that he has struggled with learning them because that is not true. He's just been completely uninterested. And why? Because it doesn't matter at all. Like, mm.
0: <laughs> he's an unschooler. Who cares if it's Sunday or Tuesday or Friday? And this is, these are the things that we learn, right? Thinking that they are so important because if, if we don't learn them, then they make us less human. I don't know, important. Or less capable. Or capable or, or yeah. something, something, something Special, less. yeah, they make us less. And so these are the programming. So clearly in that moment, I had an old programming that popped up out like It was hilarious because i've I've never I've never seen it in you. I've I never they seen it, like, so I was just like, you? "Oh, she does that! Wow, cool! Not cool." <laughs> um And yeah, and and I think you know, as as you were talking, Becca, I was like, imagining like, would I do that to Paul, like my partner, or to you? <laughs> no. Like, if there was something that I did know that maybe your life, your context, your experience, all of a sudden, am I going to be like? So, Becca, this is the um, Blue Yeti um, <laughs> microphone. And did you know that it's... And, and there are people that are like that. They're um, really awful
1: <laughs> to have around. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I hate placing judgment. But honestly, like, no thank you.
0: Well, I think this does remind me of an experience that I had with um, a family that I was very close with that actually no longer is in my life because we split ways and have very different ways of looking at life. but every time I was over their house as a kid, I felt so pressured because they were very schoolish. They were very like it was it was super important for all the kids to like go to top universities and um, you know what you knew was the definition of who you were. like how much knowledge you had about the world and how it worked. And so every time I would go to their house, I would walk out feeling so stupid. Ugh. Like, because there were comments that were being made, like you don't know that, and every conversation was about some kind of nugget of
1: knowledge, yeah, some some kind of trivia, yes that you kind of need to know in order to I mean, God, when I was in my teens, I loved playing in trivial pursuit, and I was really good at it. I was just juggling all this information, but the older I got, the more I felt like, but this is like this is bits and pieces of information that isn't really like anything of this is really important and the moment where i felt like i don't want to know all this intellectual crap was when a friend of mine in the past wanted me to go into some kind of like to compete with her on like Nobel prize winners in literature and honestly like that's not the kind of literature i i I usually read like i have always been a big reader but Mm, that I don't read literature in order to be able to brag about the latest books I've read Right. and there's so much stuff or to read prove and, to prove yeah, to the world exactly. what, the amount of knowledge and intellect that you have exactly and so yeah. like bringing this back to our kids um, I think that we do put a lot of pressure when it comes to intellectual knowledge like bits and pieces of information that we should have And I realized very early on in my de-schooling journey that I was doing this to Teo all the time and that he was completely uninterested. And it always left me with this weird feeling of like, why did I say this? Like, he didn't even, I mean, he didn't ask for it. He is clearly not interested. And at the same time, I had such a hard time holding myself back. Do you have an example? Yeah, my I think my, my best example is when I had already identified what I was doing and I started calling it teaching moments. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> we were watching the Pirates of the Caribbean and he must have been around 11. And it's all about, you know, like the, the, the pirates and then the Aztec gold. And I was like, oh, my God. This is part of Teo's history. This is like part of colonization, like the Spaniards coming over here. And and they they made this like new Spain, which is today Mexico. And then they took all the gold from the Aztecs. And they, you know, I was going to say drove it back to Spain. But, they, you know, (laughs) in their big ships, they took it back to Spain. And of course, there were so many pirates. And actually, there's still to this day, apparently, a lot of ships sunk in the caribbean full of gold and there are divers out there like looking for it anyway back to this thing so i was like oh my god i have all this information i feel that teo needs a bigger context and so i was like teo can we pause the movie please and he's like yeah why I'm having a teaching moment. He's like, uh-huh, okay, so what do you need, Mom? I'm like, okay, can I, can I give it to you? So I brought the atlas, we opened it, and I talked about all of this that I just mentioned to you. And he looked at me and he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hmm Are you done? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay, so we can go back to the movie? Yeah, <laughs> boom boom that was it and I think that that was the last time I did it mm. I think but no god I'm I'm lying I wish it was the last
0: but it wasn't well it's interesting because <laughs> when you said like a teaching moment is not something I I don't think has ever come out of like that term has never come out of my mouth but the minute you said it to me I knew exactly <laughs> what you were talking about yeah. as I'm like with my palm and my hand out like September, October, (laughs) November, December. Five, five, Sai, look, five months, you know. And they come in this particular order, (laughs) which is apparently very important. (laughs) You know, I knew exactly what you were talking about because there's this slight moment where it's like you step out when you're entering into a teaching moment. You step out of your own skin, almost, (laughs) and you take on this role of teacher. You take on this role of, I have information that I must instill in you, you know, or like whatever it is that's driving us. <laughs> I, oh god. To do you this. Me up. Yes. And you know, it's just well, I mean, it's just funny. We we laughed so hard after that and it's like we <laughs> gotta I mean, do a podcast about this because it's just we all do it, but I think why it's so important is because looking back at it, it's like, what the hell makes us think that we have the right to do that, or that we need to, or that we, you know, and and I think it's fear, it comes down to like a lot of fear, like, oh my gosh, you know, my son is eight, and he doesn't know all the months, and you know, okay, and it's that little voice that, you know, maybe I'm fucking up my kid, maybe I'm fucking up my kid, maybe they're not going to survive without knowing the order of all the months. (laughs) Maybe people are going to look at him and think he's ignorant. Maybe he will never get a job ever in his life and he's going to be eating Cheetos in my basement forever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is, it's just like those things that lead us to, to respond in those ways that no matter where we are in our journey, they're deep. It's deep in it's there. It's super deep.
1: But then I can hear the skeptical voices say, but hey, like, can I share information right. with my kid? Am I supposed to withhold information? I mean, we,
0: we talk about this a lot at Explora and in that context of like a agile learning, self-directed learning community where it's like, well, what is the role of a facilitator? Like, aren't you there to like teach the kids things? Aren't you there to like show them the world and... Yeah, we're there to share life. We're there to live life with them. And there are things that we know that we do share with them, but they have to show interest in it or or consent. Yeah. You know, like I think it, it was beautiful what you just what you just shared, Becca. Like, hey Teo, I'm having this teaching moment. I need to tell you this. Like, can I tell you? And he's like, sure. You know, I think it would have been very different. I was like, Hey Sai, do you wanna know what the months are? You know, like, do you do you care to know? He might have said, yeah, like, tell me. And then I could share, you know, or maybe he would say the same thing. Like, no. And he didn't care. He didn't, he he, didn't care. He was, like, I mean, on he a whole just swam other off. thing. Yeah, he was.
1: And I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking a little bit, like, when we have been doing these, uh, these episodes on taboos and sexuality and stuff and, like... What we always say is we we don't share what the kids are not asking for, mm-hmm. so we give them what it is they're asking for. And I think the same goes here. It's like yeah. when they come up, when they are showing curiosity, when you see that they want this information, absolutely. But but it's that thing, and I think that you really—that's why I cracked up so much. Like how you exemplify this. Like we turn into something that we're not. We turn into an adult, a teacher. Kind of preacher person who thinks it's extremely important to share this piece of knowledge, and we do it in such a, in a in a bit of a sneaky way too, because we don't even ask; we just do it.
0: Yeah, you know, like I'm thinking it's different than conversations of like, oh my gosh, like if I come home and I'm like, hey, I learned this new thing, you know, yesterday or today, can I share it with you? Like I'm learning about this. I have this passion that I'm learning about, or hey, I see that you're really into that. Purple towel, do you know, do you want to know where this is made? Like, do you want to know more about it? (laughs) Whatever it is, like, that partnership, exploration of life. Yeah, and when when
1: it's connected to something that that you're passionate about, or you just heard, like, I have those conversations with Teo every day. Like, hey, like, this is what's going on for me right now. Can I share?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. But what I do find with teaching moments is that normally we don't catch ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't notice that we're doing it. It just gets awkward. And then we get frustrated because the kid doesn't really show any interest. And and we don't know what to do with ourselves.
0: Yeah. You know, this This reminds me, there's a wonderful human and facilitator that I, I had um, the privilege of working with in New York. Um, and she would host these... these <laughs> they usually would call it rabbit holes Ooh. where it was like let's talk let's like come up with a topic and research it and explore together versus like i'm coming in to offer this thing about dot, dot dot whatever it is and then literally the group would come together and they would look it up and talk about it and then one you know one learning piece of learning brought you know kind of spiraled into another piece of learning and another piece of this rabbit hole and that was really really important for me to see as like a younger quote-unquote facilitator yeah because I was like that's what partnership exploration and learning is it's not like my role as a facilitator or a parent is not to come in and say I know this I'm going to teach you that but like let's discover the world together exactly yeah and so that that was just something that I brought in into my facilitation and parenting, um, and shout out to that human. But yeah, it's it's super interesting this idea of of we have more information we need to instill in our kids and the trust piece. I think about that a lot. Yes, the trust. Like, I think because we feel like we need to. For two reasons. One, the urgency, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's urgency to make sure that this human in front of us knows what they need to know to survive. I mean, that's how it feels. Yeah, it feels urgent, yeah. exactly. Even if we're not recognizing it or yeah. not. And but I think that
1: can be a, a factor. It's like, mm-hmm. if you feel that urgency, just pause. Right.
0: And then the trust, the trust piece, which which is what you're saying. like yeah. Trust that they, they're going to learn what they need to in the time they need to.
1: And also question, you know, question the fears that come up uh, in this case with the months. Like, first of all, is it important, age seven, to know this? Like, is he going to be able to navigate life without it? Will he never? Like, just question those things.
0: Yeah. Um, I also realized I wasn't leaving room for him to actually continue, like his own natural process of exploring, like he's been so mm. into trying to figure out time and distances, and you know, if if this happened a year ago, what month? You know, like not what month it is, but how long? You know, he's doing that on his yeah, own. he is. So why do I need to jump into that? Like why do I need to mess with, throw a rock in his pool? I think that <laughs> sometimes I think sometimes we do it also to just show
1: others that that we're on it, mm. because unschooling is such a could I say weird thing I mean it's not weird it's so natural but it's so different and it's like so unconventional that maybe sometimes we feel that we need to show others that we're responsible as parents and we're throwing in some more information I don't know I think I mean it would be super interesting to hear like what our Mm -hmm. listeners say if they have I mean they must relate I'm sure
0: I'm also thinking, Becca, in terms of, you know, a, a podcast episode that we recorded before about the m- importance of also supporting our kids to understand the context, like, the multicultural context in which they live, yeah. you know, unschooling being one, and, like, yeah. non-unschooling culture, dominant culture, and in that episode, we did talk about the responsibility that we have to, I don't want to say teach, because I don't think we use that language, but to support kids to, to understand their context. Yeah. And so, I don't know, like, now, now I'm thinking about that. Like, that, could that be seen as a teaching moment? I think it's about
1: supporting. I think it's about um, helping them see some things that, like, I think it's a difference if i look at like okay i have this need right now because i am fearful of this thing that has no bearing no real bearing in life Um, and in this very particular um, situation that you're 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 referring to it's really to make things flow in our day-to-day life where we as unschoolers are running into people or situations that will not understand what mm. we're about and might be very fearful or judgmental around what we're doing. Mm. And so I think that it's like there there is a difference. It's it's a bit like... It's a bit perspective. Like, it's about perspectives. Yeah. And I think it's about supporting and sharing some things that are important. Like the same thing, like if you have a kid who is on a two-meter high wall and you think that that kid is going to jump, you might want to have a conversation, you know, because there there is a risk involved, and I feel that here too there is there is a slight risk involved.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, it it seems like the difference between sharing and imposing too. Yeah. Or or supporting and teaching. Um, right. Teaching implies that there's. Information that you have that the other person needs in order. Yeah, to yeah, and I mean, yeah. I think right.
1: that there's there's also this myth in uh, around unschooling where people sometimes believe that unschoolers never have teachers or are never taught, which is right. completely wrong. I mean, I consider myself an unschooler as well, and I'm taking classes sometimes. Yeah, because I choose to, because it's consent based. It's about my consent. It's not what it is in school where you you go because you have to and people never ask you if you want to learn math or history or what do i know social sciences or you just have to do it and so unschoolers can very well have teachers but they ask for it or they consent to it
0: Mm -hmm. there's a word also that is like popping up in my mind that always um strikes a nerve in me when i see it and again i'm not judging anybody here i'm just sharing like my experience strewing the word strewing oh, yeah strewing. and i feel like it's related a lot to this idea of teaching like we need to teach our kids and strewing is is a term that is used for like kind of like laying out materials spreading out materials in the house in the house or where whatever learning environment um and so to, to kind of like gauge kids grasp kids interests. yeah and that to me is like a form of teaching moments in a way definitely it's it's somebody's idea of what a kid could potentially learn or potentially explore and i don't know it never sit it never sat and sits well with me i know for some um homeschool unschoolers they think differently about it and if you do if you want to share with us like your thoughts please reach out and happy to, to share those those perspectives but um yeah, I don't know. It, it it feels very similar to what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think that what people say many
1: times is like, but if you don't do that, how are they going to know all the things there are in the world? And it always brings me back to school. I mean, mm-hmm. school is such a limiting setting and they never show you everything there is. They show you these subjects that are attached to a certain curriculum, but it's never like all of it because it's impossible because the world is immense and so um, I think that there is there's fear in that idea, too, that if I don't do this, how are they ever going to learn and find out? But my experience is that knowledge doesn't come isolated the way it does in school, where it comes like in little boxes, the box of English language, the box of math, the box of history, the box of biology. Any kind of piece of information is attached to more information. So it's like basically you can go down the rabbit hole and come out wherever. And so um, I think that that is like what I would say about it. And also like the times that I've tried, there has been no interest from my son. Like I remember specifically, do you remember I gave you a beautiful book about chameleons for Explora? Yeah, I was given that book. It's a beautiful book. I mean, I can watch it and just go through the pictures of these amazing creatures. And so I, I used that. I strewed it <laughs> in mm-hmm. our home. Um, and Theo, he didn't even pick it up. And mm-hmm. at one point, I was like, well, This is a great book. And I was What's like, What's wrong hey. with you? Yeah, like, <laughs> have you seen this? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, Have you, have you looked at the picture? He's like, mm, No. And I'm like, Don't you want to? And he's like, Meh and I'm like this is the thing it's like because I have an agenda behind that's this that's what it is and in this yep. in this case it was really like I want to try this method out like I know about strewing I'm going to strew now and see what happens and yeah it is my agenda that's, it's not the kids agenda that's
0: what it is it's like if there is an adult agenda or somebody else's agenda attached to that action then we gotta look at that like yeah. then it's really not it's not free <laughs> it's it's, It's not free there is some
1: kind of conditioning there and um, again like to me unschooling is as far away from dogma as you can ever get Uh, but i think that what we really encourage ourselves and others to do is is to de-school and look at these things like why do we believe this is so important how are we
0: having these teaching moments are we (laughs) and yeah so things to consider things to think about yeah, so I'm just curious for those that are listening. Like, how do you have teaching moments? What what comes up for you? What are the the teaching moments you kind of always fall back into, or themes, or subjects, or circumstances? Like, how how does this look for you? And and when you unpack it, what do you find? Why 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 is this driving you? And how does it feel? Because that that was something that when you were like, are you having a teaching moment as my hand is out? I'm like, yeah, and it feels disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Where the hell did she come from? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but it was a feeling, like very visceral. Like I could feel it in my yeah. body. And so somatically, like how how do we show up in those teaching moments? Like are we being real, authentic? Um, yeah, and how do our kids respond to them? <laughs> I think that that's a
1: that's cue there too
0: yeah usually it's like a look and then then they kind of take
1: off they take off but if you have a different experience I'm super open to listening and hearing it because I find this interesting so yeah teaching moments huh reach out episode of radical learning talks we have a blast with Lucy Atkin Reed a badass unschooler and unschooling mom that works to support parents on their deschooling and unschooling journey we cover so many topics in this chat how the unschooling movement is evolving how we've all been wounded by school how deschooling is deep healing work and so much more you just don't want to miss this episode so stay tuned